Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Optive Theology Podcast. My name is Andy Schmidt. I'm here with Pastor Nick Gibson, and we're back with another podcast. This one's going to be a short one. You're going to see it's about 10, 15 minutes. We are just going to give you guys a quick update on uh, the Roe v. Wade situation in the United States. Um, Nick and I had previously, a couple weeks ago, done uh, abortion. Is it, why is abortion wrong? Part one and part two. And a lot of people really enjoyed that. And we had talked about this decision um, from the Supreme Court, and now we've gotten the decision. And so we want to give Nick an opportunity to kind of tell us what what now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like this decision is going to be called Dobbs 6-3, like yeah. officially, right? Yeah. Roberts is kind of iffy on, he didn't agree with the reasoning, but he agreed with the decision. Yeah. Um, you know, Roberts wanted to allow for viability laws without overturning the right to an abortion. Right. And none of the other eight justices were willing to yeah. do that compromise, right. right? So now we have this, like, it's all back to the state's regime. Yeah. Um, David French uh, quoted recently a study that said that they believed this would only affect about 10% of American abortions. Hmm. And he what, he what he said is the study argued that, like, the states that for abortions legal are very populous states. A lot of the population are in states that where it's legal. Right. And then if you say, how far would somebody just, like, reasonably drive to get an abortion? Right. Right. Two, three hours. Yeah. So even in states where abortion is illegal, they can drive over state lines to get yep. one if they want yeah. one. So, yeah. so for example, we live in Madison. If if abortion is illegal here, how far do you have to drive to get abortion? Well, anywhere near Chicago, right? Or Minnesota. Or Minnesota. Yeah. So it's it's not going to be that far for most people, yeah. right? Yeah. So so in a way, this isn't. It's not like this is going to change everything. What this does is it takes. It allows us to have an argument about this again. Yeah. So what Roe versus Wade did was basically say this isn't up for discussion anymore, especially after Casey in the nineties, right. which was like the, the the Supreme Court literally said in the Casey case, is my understanding, they said this will finally put this to rest mm-hmm. when we affirm Roe versus Wade and we create this precedent that supports it, then the debate about abortion will go away. And mm-hmm. it did not go away. Yeah. Right. It, in some ways it amplified it. Yeah. And so with Dobbs reversing Roe versus Wade, right now it goes to the political process yeah. of the States and probably not the federal government. Mm-hmm. And so now every state gets to debate this. Right. Like it's, it's as debatable as tax policy or anything else. Right. Now for a lot of Christians, we'd be like, this shouldn't be debatable. Yeah. This is about as debatable as slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that position. Yeah. Right. However, it is a good thing that now it's been made a public, yeah. a, a realm for public discussion because now what we're saying is democratically speaking, we get to argue about this. Yeah. Whereas before we would argue about this and people would say, well, this is settled law. Mm-hmm. Like you guys need to give this up. Right. See, we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I think it also gives a little bit of hope for people who believe that Obergefell was wrongly decided. Mm-hmm. Even though Justice Thomas was the only one that explicitly said that substantive due process was completely made up and therefore not just Roe versus Wade, but other, other decisions like Obergefell could be revisited. Yeah. Um, and I think even though overturning Obergefell is less likely than Roe versus Wade, because in some ways Obergefell was a better decision legally. Mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade was just always a bad legal decision. Mm-hmm. It had a bunch of completely made up concepts in it yeah. such that before Ruth Bader Ginsburg was on the court, which I mean, she was like the most leftist you could imagine, right? Mm-hmm. She was literally a lead counsel for the ACLU. She, she was said as, this was as left wing as you could possibly be. Yeah. But she had said Roe versus Wade is a bad decision. Bad decision. Yeah. It, not, not because she didn't think people should have the right to have an abortion. She right. absolutely did. She just thought Roe versus Wade was a really bad way to reason 
for it and interpret the the constitution mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well no 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 um no because because ruth Bader begins to believe in what you might call a living constitution oh, she believed yeah. that the constitution should be accepted as generalities yeah that as we come into new particular situations we use the emanations and penumbras of mm-hmm. the assumptions of the constitution's generalities to come up with new right. decisions so she thought that you could be quote constitutional and uphold a right to abortion. Right. She just thought Roe versus Wade was like really bad reasoning to get there. Okay. So, so she, what she yeah. would have done if she they would have had the same route. case in Roe versus Wade, she would have found a right to abortion in the Constitution. Yeah. She would have reasoned to it very differently. Right. And that, that reasoning really matters. So yeah. I, I think there are people on the American left who are hoping we'll have a new abortion case in which we will have a legally protected right to abortions on just a different set of reasons. If that makes sense. Yeah. Now I think sense. pro-life people are hoping for, are hoping ultimately for the opposite. But what we, but what we recognize is, is that people will get abortions as long as they want to get abortions. Mm-hmm. We, we have these political actions make a moral change of mind more thinkable. Mm-hmm. Just like a moral change of mind makes these politically more thinkable. It has a, it has a circuit, like a, mm-hmm. a fee, a feedback relationship. The more we persuade people that mm-hmm. it's wrong to kill children in the womb. The, the more people agree with that, which yeah, makes it more well, politically possible. But but what is politically possible also affects people's plausibility structures yeah. for what they'll believe in morally. So when the state says yeah. something is wrong or right, the mass of people tend to take signals from that. They don't right. naturally distrust government or authority and yeah. they go, oh, well I, well, I guess it's fine. If everybody right. says abortion is fine, we have laws that support it, right. then it's probably fine. Yeah. Right. So now we have this moment that we've, I've waited for my entire lifetime. I was born during the abortion regime. I'm 45 years old. Yeah. For the first time in my lifetime, this is within the realm of debate in the country, in yeah. the States. And this, it's never happened before in my life. And I find it exciting. What that means for people in Wisconsin, where we live, is like, this is going to be a fight because we're, we're a non-abortion state. Mm-hmm. So our laws on the books say you can't get an abortion right. in the state or provide abortions in the state. Right. And if we want that to stay, we're going to have to fight for it. Yeah. The, I think the conservatives are saying to that we should um, kind of try to add an amendment to make... I mean, would that be the route to go as far as like to our constitution, state constitution? To well, no, to the federal constitution. Like that should be that that, there is no abortion right, or that abortion yeah. is wrong. Yeah, that that there that abortion is wrong. Oh, I just don't think that has a snowball's chance in you hell of passing. No, I mean the majority of states have pro-abortion laws on the state level. Yeah. So you've got to get—is it three quarters of the states or two thirds of the states? It's more oh. states. I mean, so I, I mean, on one level, I think it would be legally just. To have a constitutional amendment that says abortion is wrong. Yeah. But I think that it's not it's not a political possibility at this point. It's moment. not possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we'll wrap this up because it's just a short yeah, one. I think but- that, so I so here's what I think people need to know now. A this is the time to stand with your crisis pregnancy. People who care for women who have yeah. unintended pregnancies that are really helping them yeah. imagine a life where they don't get an abortion, either yeah. allowing their child to be adopted or raising their child. Mm-hmm. Even if the men in their lives have abandoned them. Right. Or some of these programs are really focusing on men to not abandon their children. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, go to the, if you live in Madison, go to the CareNet banquet and give right. generously. Right. Yeah. Volunteer. Yeah. Like my wife was the Monday night hotline person for like four or five years for yeah. CareNet, which means if like a woman had a crisis pregnancy and she called the hotline at like 2 a.m., she didn't answer. It rang in our bedroom. Yeah. And she would get up at 2 a.m. And she would like talk to this woman. And I, sometimes yeah. I heard the conversations 
And basically the job was calm down. It's, it's okay. like, just try to help the person calm down. Yeah. There, there are things they can do. Mm-hmm. Let's set up an appointment. Mm-hmm. We'd love to meet with you. That's yeah. really all you do. And it's really doable. And they give you training to do it, yeah. but they need seven of those people. Every crisis pregnancy center does, right. you know? Yeah. And so I think that standing with groups. And so we're going to have an event at high point yeah. pretty soon support. Like, like we'll bring all those groups and we'll help people know what they are. Right. But then there's also the issue of be ready. You need to start getting ready to speak. Yeah. There's tons of great YouTube videos that are like abortion debates Mm -hmm. where like really capable Christians debate why abortion is wrong. Like you have to watch a few of those and like think about that a little bit and then be ready to be brave enough Mm -hmm. to speak. Do your research and yeah, and and, and, and even if you're like, well, I'm not going to be good at articulating it. Well, you can at least approve of people who do articulate it and say that this is your view. And if people push you on the view, say, listen, I can't, I'm not good at talking about this kind of stuff and I can't defend it. But when Mm -hmm. I hear the two things being argued by what I consider wise and intelligent people, the pro-life case is always more persuasive for me. Right. And especially if you're younger, like if you're in high school or something, um, it's, I said, I've said this a few times, it is developmentally inappropriate for a teacher to argue with you about one of your beliefs because it's not a fair fight. Yeah. And so I think, I think memorizing (laughs) something like, Listen, I can't, I'm not good at arguing for this. And at this point in my life, I'm not supposed to be able to, Yeah. but I've, I've gone on like on YouTube and I've listened to scholars on both sides, like full, like trained philosophers mm-hmm. argue back and forth and debate it. And mm-hmm. when I listen to that, to me, it's very clear that the pro-life case is more persuasive. persuasive. If you just like memorize something like that, yeah. then people are like, well, what about a woman's right to choose? What would be? Listen, like I said, and you just keep repeating yourself. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not great at arguing this. Yeah. But when I listen to the two sides being ably defended, mm-hmm. I find the pro-life side more persuasive every time. Yeah. 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 And I can tell you which debates I've listened to if you're interested. Yeah. And then just don't let people bully you and just be right. like, listen, I'm not saying your argument's better. I don't know about this research you're telling me. Like, but here's what I know. Mm-hmm. When I listen to able people who know all this right. research and can quote whatever research they want, right. I find the pro-life position more believable more believable yeah and so for people listening to this as we wrap this this little podcast up um if you're in madison and you go to high point i mean you can probably somehow get involved in that mm-hmm. yeah we're big supporters of CareNet, which CareNet. is a crisis pregnancy center but it also has yep. elizabeth house elizabeth house which is a live-in place for these women through yeah. their pregnancies and like early on in the child's life yeah they help and then also shelter from the storm which is focused on women who are homeless mm-hmm. who have kids to make sure that those women have a place even after the crisis yeah. pregnancy home to make sure that they and that, that includes job training financial help mm-hmm. um budgeting assistance like all the kinds of stuff that you really need for to like yeah. survive and thrive yeah and if you're somewhere else you're not in wisconsin you're not in madison there i mean just google it and find yeah. find something to get involved in. i think and, i think look, one last thing i think also just the rhetoric in your church and how you talk in mm-hmm. the halls at your church mm-hmm. your church needs to be a really great place for single moms to come yeah even if like, like even if most of them are going to be have gotten pregnant and have their child because of promiscuity mm-hmm. or because they didn't f- pursue marriage in their romantic relationships mm-hmm. according to the disciplines and virtues of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But remember, we are the kind of people who put the past in the past with the cross of Christ mm-hmm. and we deal with people as they are in the present. Mm-hmm. And so being a place where um, you say the right things about sexual ethics, but you are also affirming that these women did the right thing, right. That that like... Yeah, I just think it's really important to yeah. be a place where that is warm and kind and supportive to single moms. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. I, think it's a, I think it's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, we'll wrap this up. Um, if you have more questions on this, uh, send them in, but also if you want to get yeah. involved, you know, in your Madison, come to high point for that. And there's more, re- there's going to be more, um, more details on that on the website, yeah. highpointchurch.org. It probably will not be on the website for security reasons. Oh, really? But you'll hear about it on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning. High point, okay. Yeah. yeah, get yeah. involved. Or, in but, or if you call CareNet, because you want to find out when it's going to yeah. be, they'll tell you when they've done That's true. Yeah. Here All right. Well, thanks uh, for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this with your friends. Give us a five-star review and um, write, write a little review. And then we will see you guys in the next one. Yeah. Write to Apple and ask them to create a sixth star just for us. Yeah. Give us a sixth star. <laughs> yeah. A gold star. All right. We'll see you guys next one. Goodbye. <laughs>